11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Perfect Soccer Podcast. Today our special guest is Mikey Ambrose. Mikey, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's going well. Just uh, getting to the end of the season and everything's going well, so it's been a, it's been a good year. For sure, for sure. Let's just go back. Uh, how did you get involved in soccer growing up? Yeah, so uh, growing up in El Paso, soccer's a huge sport down there with a very Hispanic community, so my my brother and two sisters got into it. I'm the youngest of, of the four. Um, they got into it, so they all got me interested at a very young age. And, uh, yeah, I started playing with my brother when I was three years old. So I got started very young. Gotcha, gotcha. And going into high school, you went to IMG Academy, and then you played for FC Dallas uh, youth team. So I know, like, soccer is a little different, like, than traditional sports with the going to high school and stuff. So what was, like, your recruiting process like? Yeah, so it was a it was a it was a crazy path I went on yeah. when I was younger. Um, I was in El Paso until I was fourteen, um, and then when I was when I was fourteen, I went to a tournament in New Mexico, and I got recruited by the regional team, um, which took me through the ODP pathway. It eventually got me to uh, residency in Florida. So I moved out when I was fourteen. Uh, moved to Florida. Was there for two and a half years. Um, at residency. After that, I still had a year and a half left of high school. So I didn't move back home to El Paso. I moved to Dallas and they put me up in an apartment there and I played there for the last year and a half of my of high school. Played there um, two years of academy there. Um, and then after I graduated high school, then I went to Maryland and then I, I was there for two and a half years and then signed my first pro contract with the Austin Aztecs. And that's when my professional career started. Gotcha, gotcha. How how did you uh, choose Maryland? Um, yeah, it was a it was a, it was a tough choice. Um, a few of my best friends were at uh, UNC. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few at Indiana, but I I always said that I was going to go on my five visit while I was a senior and just see which school I liked the best. See all my friends at the different schools. But uh, I went to Maryland. I fell in love with the. The college atmosphere there. I fell in love with the fans there. The crew are amazing college soccer fans. Um, yeah, and, and the, my, my, my best friends there and my and the coaches convinced me right away. So I only took that one visit. And then, uh, yep, I, I became a Terrapin after that. Gotcha, gotcha. Now going back to what you were just saying, you turned pro uh, after leaving two, or after spending two years at Maryland. So what made you uh, leave after two years? Yeah, not the not the traditional course. Yeah. Um, I, 
after my junior season, basically I had the decision, should I stay another year and then sign a homegrown contract with Dallas or potentially try to get out of that and go into the draft? Or I could sign a USL contract and get out of my homegrown situation that way and then hopefully go wherever I, want, wherever I wanted after that. But it was a big risk to go USL first, mm-hmm. skip my senior year, and then hopefully come back to the MLS. So, yeah, it was a, it was a tough decision. But at the end of the day, I, I, I thought about it a lot, and, and I decided I, I, I needed to take that chance to hopefully benefit in the future, and it, and it worked out well. So yeah. I'm glad I made that decision. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you had a. That's why I, when I was just doing research on you, I was like, "Wow, this guy was on like a, a lot of teams and stuff like that, and a lot of moves." So I, that's why I, I, I knew you had to, had to have some crazy stories and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah. The my first year in the USL was crazy. Um, at the at the Austin Aztecs, mm-hmm. um, the first go around, it was it was a crazy experience there. But yeah, I'm glad I did it. I learned from it. I grew from it, and now I'm in a, a good spot. So. It worked out well. Yeah, definitely. And going back to uh, 2016, I know you had another crazy season where it was your first, it was your MLS debut, and then later that year you got picked up in the expansion draft. So first, what was it like just stepping on the pitch for the first time as an MLS player? Yeah, no, it was amazing. Um, it, was, it was in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Howard was on the other team, which is which is crazy. And uh, my my dad was there. That was the the first game my dad's ever watched and has watched since. So it was really cool because he's from Denver. So for him to be there was, was awesome. And, uh, no, it was, it was a great experience. And I think we got a shutout that game. And I think we tied it zero, zero. But yeah, overall it was just, it was a great experience and, and, and a dream come true to finally make it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and what was it like after that season, then you get picked up by the expansion team, which is now Atlanta United, and that was 2016 also? Yeah, uh, going into the offseason, I had I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't I didn't really understand what the expansion draft was at that moment. I was actually in the union meetings in Vegas when it happened, and I didn't even watch the expansion draft because my agent said I definitely was not getting picked up. Um, <laughs> and then... All of a sudden in the morning, I got a call from Carlos Bocanegra, and he said, uh, welcome to Atlanta. And I was like, wow. All right, let's do it. Awesome. I'm ready to go. And at, at that time, I was in Orlando, and it's a, it was a pretty good situation at the time. And coming to Atlanta, a lot of us didn't know what to expect because mm-hmm. Atlanta is known for being an American football city. So we were like, there's not going to be any fan the South. I mean, nobody likes soccer in Atlanta. Everybody thought, and then we got here, and then just craziness is the best atmosphere in the in the country. So, yeah, it's it's, it's been it's definitely been a roller coaster, but I I wouldn't change any step of it. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. The world. I, I've I've enjoyed every step. So, yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, you kind of already explained it, but what what's it been like? Just I mean, basically, Orlando City was an expansion team too. So, what's it been like just playing for? Like, say, what's been like versus Atlanta playing for uh, Orlando City? Yeah, I mean, they're both, I, I, I really enjoyed both experiences. Mm-hmm. At that time, Orlando, 
Um, it was it was one of the best destinations in MLS for soccer at, at the time, and it was. I mean, the city loved the team. Um, everywhere you went, everybody knew your name. It was like the hot new thing in Orlando, so that was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, coming here it was the same thing the first few years, and it's still mm-hmm. the like the hot thing in Atlanta. So it's been it's been amazing. I mean, the two atmospheres they're different, but they're both uh, just electric and just so much fun to play in front of. And now being on the rival team and playing against our rivals, I mean, it's 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 just a great thing for U.S. soccer and a great thing for the MLS. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely. And and last year you guys won the MLS Cup. So what was that like? Yeah, that was the that was the craziest week of my life. Um, <laughs> to win the cup, the parade, all the celebrations and everything. It was it was amazing. And the way that Atlanta just celebrated with us was, I mean, they basically said, "Here, here's the city. Y'all just enjoy yourself." So it was, it was fun. But yeah, the whole year was amazing. Our team just, we were just clicking throughout the the last third of the year. Everything was going right. Everything was going smoothly. Everybody was playing so well. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, an, it was an awesome year. Yeah, I saw your rings that look amazing. Uh, how often do you bring them out and wear it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I haven't worn it out yet. Uh, the younger guys wear them all the time. But, yeah, they, I mean, it's, like, bigger than my whole finger, <laughs> which, it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but, uh, no, it's, it's, it's amazing, and I'm very thankful for the, for the ring, and they, they really did a good job with them. So, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. What do you think is the most important quality or skill that you feel is the largest contribution to your success as a pro player? I would say my hard work, my work ethic, my hard work, and my, my just fight and my determination. Just the mentality, overall mentality. Everybody at this level has talent and skill, mm-hmm. um, but to be able to cope with the roller coaster of a career, to be able to show up every day and even if you're not playing or if you are playing, just dealing with all those highs and lows, having the, the confidence to know even if you aren't in the 18, that you can be in the 18, that you can fight for a spot, just to overall men- mentality to do whatever it takes to help the team and know that that you're an important piece of the team no matter what role you're playing. I would say just mentality in general. Definitely, definitely. And, and be, before becoming a pro, just I've always said, um, and I, I, I train kids a lot, and I always tell them that soccer will give you back whatever you put into it. So the amount of hours you spend every day working on your craft is how far soccer is going to take you. So if you want to just be a a high school soccer player, which is cool, a lot of fun, a blast being a high school player, then maybe a couple of hours a week, a couple of days a week is all you need. Um, if you want to be a college player, then you're going to have to put in more days than that and the, to get a chance at the college level. And then to be a pro, it's really going to take hours and hours every day 
of perfecting your craft, perfecting your skills, and working hard. And, and I think that's what brought me to where I am. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And what do you think is the biggest mistake uh, most pro players are making? Um, I just think overall expectations are too high before mm-hmm. you sign a professional contract. Um, a lot of these young guys think that, well, growing up in the U.S. system when they're the best players on their teams, the best players at their academies, the best college players, they think right away they're going to get playing time when they turn pro. But the reality is you don't know what's going to happen until you get on whatever team you get taken to or signed with. You don't know what the coach is going to be like. You don't know if he's going to like you or not. You don't know if that coach is going to get fired and a new coach is going to come in with different ideas. Just overall, expectations to, to play and to be a star are, are too high with a lot of guys. And I think just more of a humble mentality coming in, um, knowing that you're stepping into a professional team, knowing that these guys have been doing it for a while and obviously they know what they're doing. And uh, I think too many of these young guys come in thinking that they, they've they made it, that they're going to be a star, that they don't really need to listen to the older guys. And then their careers only last one or two years. Um, I think that's probably the biggest mistake I've seen. Definitely, definitely. Um, what if, I mean, you kind of already mentioned it before, but what, what advice would you give to a younger player trying to make like the MLS or a pro league? Yeah, just like I said, just work hard every day just to mm-hmm. – Watch soccer, learn from the guys who are doing it every day, perfect whatever you're good at, get better at it, whatever you're not good at, improve that. Um, Just the amount of hours you spend every day touching the ball out on the field is going to take you that far. So, yeah, if you want to be a pro, I mean, since I was probably like nine years old, I've been training every day for like two, three hours. So that's just an idea. I mean, I'm addicted to it. It, it, It's a a passion. For me, I mean, that's that's why I'm still doing it. But, yeah, just every day getting out there and touching the ball, if you want to be a pro, of course. But if you don't, then just enjoy it and have fun. Um, but, yeah, to be a pro, it really takes that extra extra bit of work and extra dedication to, to, the, to your craft. Yeah, it, even uh, I, I just remember when you said before you moved out when you were, what, 14? Moved out of your house when you were 14? Yeah, 14. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's a sacrifice right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, my mom barely let me go. <laughs> but I told her, I was like, I was like, Mom, I gotta do this. I gotta. I'm not good. I'm not very good at school. I'm not very good at anything else. Let me just let me go try to do this. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out. So thank, <laughs> thankfully, she let me go. So. <laughs> what about yeah. what? What is something that most people think is true that? you don't believe is? Um, <clears throat> I would say a lot of people think that when you turn pro, that maybe, that maybe, it, they don't they don't think about how much work it took or dedication to get there. So maybe yeah. they think like, oh, this guy's lucky. He, he's pro. Now his life is amazing and it's so easy and it's so glamorous. When in reality, the pro life is a struggle. Like I, like I said, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And, and it's, a lot more stress than people put in than people think it is. I mean, playing in front of seventy thousand fans is amazing, but it also comes with a lot of stress, especially when they have a, a very strong opinion after the game about your performance. <laughs> well, 
whether that be good or bad. Um, but yeah, just I'll just say that it's a lot more stressful than people think it is. But I mean, we still get paid to kick a ball around, so it's 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 a blessing, and I'm very grateful for it. For sure, for sure. And why do you wear the number twenty-two? Twenty-two. Uh, I don't. I, I picked it when I when I got here. Um, Danny Alves wears it. I've always or he wore it. And I, I've always been a big fan of Danny Alves. And my my favorite number is four, and four was taken, so I I uh, too close to is four. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> I like the look of twenty-two. I like I like. Uh, yeah, I like it. I'm a fan of the number. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. And uh, you ready for some fun questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What's something you would move forward with that if you weren't scared of it and and you know nothing nothing would happen? Okay. <laughs> um, that's a good question right there. <laughs> it's something that you're scared of. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a pretty big risk taker. Um, I'm, I... I don't think I would be if I had an idea and I was really and I had strong like strong feelings about it. I think I would I think I would take the risk. I don't know. I'm not. That's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll take I mean, it. if I if, if I mean if I if I had a little more time, I would go be a pilot. I don't know. I would learn right. how to fly some planes. All right, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I learned how to fly some, and I've always wanted to be a pilot. So maybe maybe I would do that. That's dope. Who's who's one player that you want to do a jersey exchange with? I always love exchanging with all my best friends that play around the league, so I I really enjoy that. Um, but as far as like people I look up to, um, I've, I haven't exchanged with Schweinsteiger yet. That would be a good one to exchange with for sure. Ibrahimovic would be a good one to exchange with. Probably those two. Those two are, are mm-hmm. guys I've looked up to forever, and I would I would love to have the jerseys. All right, cool. What about what's your top five favorite movies? Oh, top five favorite movies. Okay. All right, I'm gonna pick some different genres here. All right. <clears throat> All right. So I would say Braveheart is is definitely a top five for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gladiator. Those are kind of the same genre. Those are two. Then I'm gonna go with uh, Super Bad for a comedy. <laughs> Uh, I love Superbad. I'm going to go with The Notebook. A little change up right there. <laughs> the Notebook for, for Chick Flick. I actually like Chick Flick. So. Um, that one. I hate scary movies, so I'm not pick, I'm not going to throw a scary movie in there. I'm going to say number five. Was that, was that four? I think that was yep. four. One, yeah, two. Four. Nope, that was three. Uh, I'm going to say for the fifth one. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say the vow. Another chick flick. All right. <laughs> and last <Yeah>. one. <laughs> last one. If you weren't okay. playing soccer, what do you think you'd be doing? If I wasn't playing soccer. What do I think I'd be doing? I, like I said, I would go try to be a pilot for sure. Fly some planes around. Yeah. Probably hey. not. Probably not a commercial. Probably like a private jet. All right. Pilot. Probably someone. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever like flown in a helicopter? Long in the house? No, I haven't. Not yet. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking, looking, looking to do that soon, though, for sure. Yeah, you're gonna do that. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people do it over like, uh, like the Grand Canyon. They're like, I think they have it in New York City too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. I think in Vancouver too, they have it over the waters and yeah, around yeah, the city. Yeah. 
Well, I appreciate you coming would, on. And uh, could you let the people know where they can follow you on social media? Yeah. Uh, on uh, Twitter, it's Mikey Ambrose 3. And on Instagram, it's Mikey Ambrose 5. I appreciate it. And good luck the rest of the season. All right. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today.